0: All right, everybody. Welcome back. I know I've had a short absence, uh, but we're back here in eb and uh we got our boy Jamison Tankersley here today we're from the band Jameson Tank all the way down 78, 316 in Athens, Georgia. What's going on? How you doing, man? How y'all doing? Doing
1: good. Glad to have you on. Um, as Thanks we- for having me, man. I'm really excited. I'm really, I've been a fan since, uh, since I got the DM from you guys. I've listened to a few episodes. Kyle Miller, Easy Honey, really enjoy it. I'm happy to see another music podcast, man. I'm stoked. I was I was so excited. That's right. Uh, for those of y'all listening, uh, Jameson has his own podcast
0: What is Jameson on the Rocks. Is that right? Yes, sir. That's correct. Um, talking all things music, I'm I'm assuming. I haven't gotten a chance to listen. Yes, sir. But,
1: um, it's more in the space. I mean, pretty much very similar to what you guys do, just in person, uh, interviewing bands, kind of creatives, artists, business creatives, stuff like that. Uh, we pretty much had the same template going on here. I mean, I was stoked when I saw you guys. I was like, finally, somebody else asked you some music questions, man. I was stoked. <laughs> That's right. So, and then I listened to the Kyle Miller episode. And I was like, these guys are smart, too. It's cool. Or I think that might have been a solo episode, but uh, Kyle's just a good interview in general. So I was like, yeah, this yeah. Is cool. Hell yeah. Um, well, let's talk some music, man. You let's know, do it, man.
2: Grant, it uh,
0: you know, Grant runs our, our Instagram and mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of the ways we get bands, we post their songs and he came across your song, No Bad Days, and he posted yeah. that. So, you know, what's Thank up with you. that song? You know, what's the background on it? How did how did y'all record it? How did y'all, you know, come up with it? Yeah. That with-
1: one we came up with, I think that one came out somewhere around six months ago. It's it's really become a, a staple of our live show, which, which I know everybody says, but, like, it really has. Like, it's it's turned into the closer of the set, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. uh really like a uh, strong like build song and we were just we were in the studio in Athens just working on music and we had this one that had been uh nudging around you know very very like almost like U2 kind of thing going on but like not like um college U2 kind of thing maybe or are you know what i mean yeah and uh i just knew we had a strong concept and and that it was very singable really all you need to know to sing it is is the three words you know no bad days and We've been able to, it, when it really started hitting live, we really thought we had something. Because like something this real simple like that, where like if we, we break down for a second and I can just explain, like all you guys say is no bad days, you know what I mean? And by the end of it, everybody in there could be screaming it. That's that's really an exciting song to me. And I love playing it. So I was glad you guys picked up on that one. Yeah. Yeah, help me the,
2: help me drive into the, driving I think it was a, was it a drive in or a drive from? It could, uh, either way, the commute way. to work is a, you know, it's a, it's a mind, a mindset shift. So getting something going and like, all right, yeah. listen, we're listening to no bad days because there's no fucking bad days, dude. That's right, like, man. We're that's we're we're, we're alive. We're alive and breathing.
1: That's, that's the, the sentiment right there, man. Yeah, on. that's that's it, dude. I'm glad y'all got keyed in on that. And really, I think it. Um, I know a lot of people say it. I interview a lot of bands too, as you guys know. So they all kind of say some similar things sometimes. But it's one of those ones to me that that you really, if you hear it live, it would really make even more sense mm-hmm. almost because it's the song on the recording is only about. I think it's three minutes and five seconds when we play it live it's more like five minutes so we really really uh, stretch it and make it a big thing at the end that people really dig yeah uh, that,
0: you know with you know grant always likes to talk about the live set but you know with that song specifically um do you kind of do you play any songs before it to kind of try to maybe almost like meld them to? you know i love when bands sort of play songs that are in similar play songs like back to back that are in similar keys where you can almost like go from like you know one song to the other is that something maybe y'all try to do on that one
1: we try to do not on that one in particular because honestly it's kind of like a like a step out for us like it's a little more in the slow like not just rocking out kind of Mm -hmm. category so we kind of save it for them because it's a nice change but i do love to do what you're describing uh, especially like uh two like two songs that just flow well into each other if we can do it with no stopping in between it like no awkward pause like hey we're jameson tank this next one's called you know what i mean like (laughs) if we can hammer two just like straight out we love to do that so yeah no not actually that one in particular i would say is not one like that because it's so different if that makes sense yeah but uh i really do love playing it It's, it's a lot of fun to hear people sing no bad days to you that that's a good night good night yeah there's Nothing
0: better than, you know, someone singing your song back to you. Um, and
1: and around the point of us writing that one, it was kind of when I was trying as a songwriter, I'm like the main like lyric writer of the band or whatever. Um, that was when I was kind of like, hey, let's try to write some shit that people could sing their first time hearing it, if that makes sense. Like before that, I felt like maybe I was writing a little too complex or too like too many words almost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if, if the words are changing every chorus, like it's like, oh, you can't really sing that the first time. I was like, hey, what if the chorus is just fucking no bad days? You know what yeah. I mean? Something <laughs> a little
0: popier, but, you know. It's, yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's, and, it's and I'm going for pop, man, so yeah. I don't mind that one bit. Yeah. People forget that pop just means popular. I mean. Well, it just means good music, man. It just means good music. <laughs> All right. it, it tends to get a negative connotation for some reason, but I don't know. I think any song that's, uh, that's hitting, you know, usually pop.
0: Yeah. Now, then again, um, I
1: wouldn't call us a pop band or anything, but. No, no, but you know what I mean. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I do. I do. Yeah. Um. You know, and what what's some of your uh you know favorite venues you all played? Um. You know, whether around Athens or anywhere else.
1: I would say for sure number one is Georgia Theater. I don't know if you guys have you guys ever been?
0: Yeah, uh, I have not. You I'm know, I'm from up right? in I'm from up in northeast Georgia. I was, okay. in, I was born in Athens. So I born in, oh,
1: cool, man. That's great. Born yeah, yeah. Born well, you that. know, you know, Georgia Theater is the a yeah. spot, and it's a mm-hmm. wonderful venue and with a lot of history. And to just be able to play there felt like a large uphill battle for like, you know, the first two years of the band. It was like, how the hell can we get into Georgia theater, you know? And now we're coming up on our third time in like eight months, which is honestly probably too much, but we just love playing there, you know? Um, I would say Georgia theater. I really love playing, um, not a venue, but there's this place in Clemson called Loose Change that we used to love to play. Oh, man. Did you go to Clemson? <laughs> did, when you said Tigers earlier, did you mean Albert or did you mean Clemson? No, oh, Clemson, no. So did I, you went to I, Loose uh, Change? Yeah, I've been to Loose Change. I, right. I only was there for a year, though. I had a cup of coffee okay. there
2: because I, I played football at Mercer before that with Tash. And then okay. I played football at Clemson for just the one year. But
1: people love Loose Change, man. They- yeah, Loose Change is
2: rowdy. <laughs> it's a rowdy we, we, probably,
1: we were probably playing there once every three weeks at one point in the in our early touring days, which is not really a smart thing to do. But it was. It, we just loved playing, man. And it was a really rowdy, like, dive bar vibe. Really liked that. I'm trying to think of venues. Um, We do a lot of like kind of dive bar and fraternity stuff. So like we're working our way into some of the nicer venues. Um, So I'll be able to answer that question better after this next tour, I believe. Because right now we've got ten shows booked and they're all venues. Um, But yeah, you headlining? Are you headlining Georgia Theater or is it somebody? Oh, nice. That's yes. The way we pulled that off, too. Yeah, very sick. Uh, We got lucky, honestly. We did a show in April of of. This past year, no, 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 April this year, excuse me. Damn, time's flying, man. Yeah. Um, and we did it. We booked the rooftop. I don't, I'm i sure you've been. There's a rooftop yeah, as well. where It's like a 200 cap up there. And we just pushed the hell out of it and we sold the rooftop out. So they are like, hey, do you guys want to get moved downstairs? We can sell more tickets, which is kind of like a hack to get in there for anybody trying to. It's uh, proved you can sell tickets, you know. And um, that worked out really nice because it had like the whole storyline. It was like, oh, shit, we got to get tickets. They sold out the rooftop, you know. And ever since then, they've just been like, downstairs, we know you guys can do the tickets. So it's been great. Hell
2: yeah, yeah that's, but, number, uh, one. that's number one. Thing kind
1: of have you snuck into the 40-watt yet? Yes, sir. We've headlined to 40-watt once. Um, love the 40-watt. 40-watt would honestly probably be my number two answer because uh, the history as well, uh, just great spot. But probably won't be doing 40-watt again for a while, I hope, just because Georgia Theater is going so well. And they're really – like not sized that differently like it's like it's harder to get people out to 40 watt than it is to georgia theater kind of um just because everybody wants to go to the theater like and i know. got that weird you can only buy one drink at a time rule exactly yeah 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 stuff like that yeah. and like uh nobody like 40 watts a farther walk that kind of stuff actually matters in Athens as you know but uh mm-hmm. i love 40 watt but I, I really hope we can stay at georgia theater it's got the nice lights the big stage yeah. but uh 40 watts great we headlined 40 watt that was our first really big show and it was awesome man love that place yeah it's crazy the
0: you know the the bands that are still coming through athens playing there you know like i saw interpol at 41 mm-hmm. a few years ago
1: 2019 probably 2018
0: yeah something like that yeah. um and then, you know like what was it this year the black keys played at the yeah. City center and you know
1: it's yeah they were supposed I- to do foo fighters there but it got canceled because of covid um Mm-hmm. it's hard not to feel it when you're sitting in those dressing rooms, man. Really cool. It's like, damn, like Snoop Dogg and Nirvana. And yeah. Everybody's funny, been here. Cool. Funny story. Uh, Grant
0: and I saw the Foo Fighters uh, when the Super Bowl was in Atlanta a couple years ago. And yeah. Dave Rowe was talking about Georgia. And he was like, he's like yeah, I remember playing uh, the 40-watt when I was with Nirvana. He's like, that's hype. And he goes, and one of you fuckers threw a quarter, and it hit <laughs> me in the head. And what? Like, I got, and I still got this scar on
1: my forehead where one of y'all threw a quarter at me. No way! <laughs> I don't know if you guys were at a. That's a great story. I don't know if you guys were at Shaky Knees this past year, were you? Yeah. Who mm-hmm. Fighters, did you catch that? He, he mentioned something during the set. He was like, "He's like, we're not going to talk about our masquerade shows." I was like, "I wonder what he means by that." Did Did anybody <laughs> else hear that? Mm-hmm. Is that like an old
0: story or something? I don't know what
1: that story is. And he also talked about
0: like when he was with Nirvana. Uh, that the guy from uh, REM was like trying to get them to stay at their house, and their manager was like, "No, that's not happening." And they were just, like, <laughs> "No, we are spending the night here tonight. We'll bus in the morning to wherever we're going next." But Love um, who's uh, who's some uh, you know like who's sort of the biggest bands going in Athens now? Um, Let's see. I mean, it uh... used to be the Wigs was kind of the the standard.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're quite um, present. Are they still going? I don't think they are right now. I don't now, really man.
0: know, man. I know that I don't
1: they're, think about them. they're like um, lead
0: guy tours
1: with Kings of Leon is all I know. Um, okay, so yeah, they're maybe a little more old school athletes. Let me think. I'd say right now the number one, in my mind at least, is uh, Hotel Fiction. Who, If you guys haven't had on the show, you guys should hit them up immediately. Is two, two girls who are awesome. Jade Long, Jessica Thompson. They're killing it. The, the Few Songs at a Million Streams. Um, in two years, you know, like pretty much Mm. the same amount of time as us and they're just murdering it. Also, Granville, I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Um, Kind of Southern rock-esque band that's really been killing it. Um, They did like 600 tickets to the theater last, in August, which is really good for an Athens band. And they've been touring like the East Coast. Um, I think the top three right now would probably be like Hotel Fiction, Granville, Underground Springhouse, and I'd like to include us in that top five area. Uh, I'll put y'all in Admittedly. There, <laughs> <laughs> so you, admittedly.
2: Uh,
1: you mentioned
0: Hotel Fiction had a couple songs with a bunch of streams. Uh, you know, I was just looking on you all Spotify, and Heavy Dependence got like 27,000 streams. What is it you think about that song that just kind of –
1: so that was a weird one. It was the first one we put out and it was before I was with my current band, uh, who I'm sure we'll talk about later. But like I was just solo at the time and I was just looking for a way to get these tunes out. Cause I'd moved to Athens as a guitarist and like was struggling to find bandmates. You know, I was like struggling to find the pe- the puzzle pieces. So I was like, fuck it, I'll sing, you know what I mean? And um put that song out. And then it kind of got like picked up by the algorithm a little bit and uh one of the playlists picked it up so it went from like wow. it got ten thousand streams then it like doubled in a couple weeks to twenty thousand, then it kind of you know teeters off to a few thousand here and there now but uh that yeah that one's definitely a staple of the live show too people love that song but
0: yeah i threw that i mean it was you know the first one at the top
1: because it's the most streams. Yeah. yeah i threw it
0: on and i was like
1: ready <laughs> yeah, kind of pumping and yeah yeah, we've been playing. We probably played that one every night, man, for fucking since we started, man. I love that song. Uh, yeah, it, got, it just got picked up by the algorithm, man, that the Spotify thing picked it up and it got going, got lucky. So it's a good look. So the whole
0: Jameson Tank was originally just sort of maybe not on purpose, but it was your solo project. And then it, yes, sir, grew, that's correct. It
1: it kind of a, yeah, yeah, it kind of evolved is a good way to put it. Because, like, it it was really just me being like, all right, I'm not waiting for a band anymore, if that makes sense. Because, like, I would write these songs or whatever, and I would, like, sing them just as, like, a scratch vocal. And then I'd bring them into whatever singer. And it just, like, it just didn't feel right, you know. It felt like the song was out of my hands, that kind of stuff. And, like, I'm a very, uh, I lead the group now, you know. Like, I'm doing all the booking at the moment and all the managerial stuff, all the social media stuff before we got banned. Uh, all that stuff was me. <laughs> and, like, they they know that. All my bandmates are really great. I'm sure we'll talk about them. They understand that I'm kind of, like, the, like, I live and breathe this shit. Like, this is me full time. And uh, that was me just, like, putting songs out. Like, all right, I'm going to put songs out. And then the band will want to, you know, come to me. Like, they'll see what we can do. It's kind of like evidence, you know. And I, I'm pretty sure that that song getting so many streams had a big factor in me eventually finding the right guys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was solo and then it evolved. But now I'd say... People very much think of Jamison Tank as a band. I hope at least I know it's confusing with the name, but it's kind of like Bon Jovi, you know, Tom Petty, uh, Van yeah. Halen kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a good name. It has a nice ring to it. Well, I, like, I didn't know what your name was before you got on here, so oh, see, you know, I was, see? it worked.
0: I was, was going to ask you where the band name came from, but I kind of kind of pieced it pieced together. together? Um, yeah. <laughs> well,
1: my full name is Jamison Tankersley. Yeah. So T A N K E R S L E Y and think tank we just we just slice it off and it's a yeah, nice. great name but
0: i just was you know i would have obviously uh asked you about the background of it but it makes a little sense
1: um yeah, it makes a little bit yeah we still get some confused folks at shows who are like so you're solo and i'm like not really but like i'm also not i was at one point
2: <laughs> yeah yeah um, it's,
1: it's very much a band thing now
0: how did you find you know, your bandmates, you know, put an ad out in the paper or
1: yes, sir. You nailed it, man. The uh we did flagpole. I did a bunch of ads, like posters and stuff, and I ended up getting lucky on Craigslist, put them on Craigslist and like looking for bandmates interested in rock music, uh, preferably ages 18 to 24-ish, you know, because you'll get a lot on Craigslist, you get a lot of 45-year-old rockers. Nothing wrong with that, but what what I was looking for, you know. Yeah. So uh, you, you never know on Craigslist, man, I had some, some bad interviews on there and stuff <laughs> like uh, people showed up and being a lot older, or a lot younger than expected. Um, so I eventually narrowed it down and my guitarist Bryce reached out first and he came over and played one night and boom. I mean, just obviously the guy, you know, um, we probably talked on the phone every day since then or, you know, some, some sort of communication. And then Connor, the drummer, hit me up and we knew each other through UGA. We'd had a class together. So it was nice to see a familiar face, and then Javier, the bassist, hit me up, and we literally played a show two weeks after that, like after we got together, mm-hmm. and we've been playing almost you know as many weeks as we can since then. It's been great. Those guys are very, very crucial to to any success I've had, if any. You know that they're very, very uh vital. Great guys. Yeah, yeah I've been in bands before, and it's just, it's so much more fun, you know
0: when it's not yeah. just you in a room coming up oh, exactly. it, you know
1: yeah like being a solo artist doesn't sound that fun honestly you know what i mean like you don't get the like it's when when you go out there with the band it's like me and the homies versus the world you know what i mean yeah. but just you it's like a little oh it's, like it's Jackson. you know you're like yeah. you don't want to have to come up with every part you know i don't yeah, yeah. like, like i can very much lay back there's songs that my bass player he sings the whole song and, and i'm the lead singer in the band That he's just as good if not a better singer than me he takes lead on some songs which i think is just a great um you know make, makes things different we can sing different kind of songs he's got a lower voice than me he's into different music you know so and i probably- can lay i play guitar but i can lay back and let my guy take the lead you know for a whole song i cannot play guitar stuff like that makes it great yeah it's yeah, great like, you can find you know with
0: you know maybe maybe y'all are just messing around and your drummer is just playing something and then you know, the bass player's just kind of kicks in and you're like, yep. oh, here's a different start instead of just picking up the guitar
1: and trying to start from there every time. Exactly, like, man. Um, and you said, you said you've been in bands before, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you know how tough it is then, man. Really, the I'd say the biggest X factor that I've had in my career as a whole is finding the bandmates, you know, because like if you've got one guy in the band that's not all the way in, you don't have a band, you know what I mean? Like you've got... A local band that can play a show every once a month but i was like you guys like if you guys want to do this i want to play three four times a week if we can you know mm-hmm. be on the road like putting music out every year albums that kind of stuff and they all absolutely live up to the hype man so it's been great it's been great oh yeah cannot complain one bit we're about to go on another tour it's gonna be great um just wrapped up on a while it felt wildly successful to me at least uh, in the, like. We're kind of like transitioning out of the like cover bandy state, like, you know, we're at the start of a band where they don't have enough tunes to really, really rock the original shows quite yet. We're kind of like just teetering out of that to where we have enough to really uh, bring it home. It's been great, man.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You mentioned that in one of your interviews with the Asymptomatics. Like, they were yeah. kind of
2: beginning to start to think about, all right, like, what individuals do you guys have? And then, like, you guys are starting to layer that in. That, that was an early, earlier one of your podcasts, yeah. but like, as you like, as you kind of transitioned out of that, like I know you still play Blinding Lights. Like, you mm-hmm. know, what were some of the like challenges getting out of that and kind of making that transition into more originals, more of you know, less less local and kind of thinking bigger.
1: Yeah, I'd say we're we're kind of still facing a lot of those challenges. These are pretty present stuff we talk about a lot. It's like, um, I mean, obviously there's a lot more money in the cover band space, and when you're full time in music like I am, you, you need the stable income to like just to keep it together. So it's like, all right, we're, we're like killing these cover shows for more money, but we're like our originals aren't getting the clout that we'd like them to, you know, sure. and if we continue to do this, we might end up this forever. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, All right, fellas, we got to start playing them every night, no matter what, like even the cover sets, we're going to start playing seven originals, 10 originals on cover set nights, which is three hour gigs, you know, and just kind of starting to thread the needle between the two, like, like, all right, let's give up a Saturday night and go try to sell tickets in Columbia and do a three-band bill with two other bands and, you know, play to 45 people that are there for originals, if that makes sense, as opposed to the previous mm-hmm. mindset, which was, let's get in front of as many people as we can, even if it takes playing covers, you know what I mean? Yeah. And- <laughs> it's been going well, though. Well, what,
2: like, I guess, you know, kind of taking a step back, like, what covers do you feel like you, you are there covers that like kind of lay into y'all's originals better than others? Or like, do you think?
1: I think uh, so. I think there's a certain energy. Well, it's not even, it's not even that. It's just when you're playing all covers, uh, it sends a certain message out to like, to people that want to come see you. Like some people will only be fans of the cover show, if that makes sense. Like if you're in a bar, yeah. in Tosalusa, just trying to have a drink, you might not be ready for uh, our six minute rendition of no bad days. You know what I mean? But <laughs> we've been giving it to them anyways. People have been digging it. But, like, kind of trying to find the needle between, like, all right, if we go, if, like, imagine if we went straight to original gigs right now. And, you know, we can only sell however many tickets in markets we haven't been to. Um, you know, say we could sell 50 tickets in Colombia, We're probably only going to net, like, $150 that night. You know what I mean? Between three bands, between gas, between U-Haul, between hotel. But we could go play a fraternity in Colombia and, you know, make three grand and each clear 500 bucks or whatever and, like, live off it for the week. But we might have to play all all covers, you know? So kind of trying to find a way to, like, all right, Friday night we're playing a cover show. Saturday night we're playing an original show. Okay. Thursday night we can play an original show because the cover show funds the whole weekend. You know? Interesting. Interesting. It's been so, very fun. Very fun to figure how, out.
2: How do you negotiate the cover
1: show? And, like, uh, do, you, do you say, like,
2: hey, bro, we're going to play seven originals within this three-hour set of, you know... Uh,
1: I don't mention it <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what's happening until we show up <laughs> i like it i like you rip the guitar it's out really of my head hands. yeah there's a there's a few places where in the contracts they'll drop you it'll say like cover heavy set required and that's one of the ones where it'd be like all right maybe we're only going to get away with three tonight but it really depends on the crowd because if, if you've got the crowd like you can play the original and be all right but If you don't have the crowd and then you start playing original, it's like, all right, this bar is probably not going to want to hire us again kind of thing. But I've come to find that we can very seamlessly slide them in without even people noticing unless I say something, which I usually do because I'm feeling rather confident these days that that's our path, you know, because I really we talked about this a lot as a band and meetings and stuff. We really don't want to end up a cover band like it was just a means to get us where we're going. And uh Anything bad I have to say about covers, I, I really can't say anything bad because it's been tremendous for us. Like we made I hate to say thousands, but hundreds of real like fans buying merch, coming out to see us, love the shows, love the energy, love the covers, made lifelong friends like that. So it was it was very much appropriate for the time. We're just trying to kind of niche out of it now. If that makes sense, yeah, And you never, and you never know
2: who's in that show. Kyle yeah. Miller could be at that show, yeah, or yep. the, the version of Kyle Miller and exactly. Auburn or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. You know, that guy's like these guys are really good. They can,
1: yeah. they can play some like, versions in like, my show. Yeah, like I'm one hundred percent sure that we would never play George Theater if we didn't do cover shows. You know. because it put us in front of these big audiences we've got these great videos we've got great evidence that we're a great live band which is probably what we are at the heart like at the moment at least uh just a live band you know like we don't spend a ton of time in the studio is what i mean by that and like we i have all this evidence to send to venues like yo here's us playing to 600 people at paloma park you know and and they're like whoa these guys are killer you know what i mean like just 600 people are taking this you know if I'd have gone all originals from day one and we were playing to 13 people at Flickr, they'd be like, "Eh, these guys are all right." You know what I mean? So it's kind of like I hate to say exactly. "fake it till you make it," man, but something like that. You know, <laughs> like it's like building a track record, you know? Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, you yeah. got
1: to build the brand. I yeah, love the, br- I love the brand's it. been going good. Brand's been going yeah. good. Yeah. Appreciate y'all asking. That's good questions. Good questions. Yeah.
2: How um, uh, how do you kind of? you know, have you parlayed the podcast? Because, like, one of the things that we do with this, like, I, I've always had a vision of, like, all right, we could do – I feel like we could do an indie B&B festival. I mean, that's, like, way far down the line. But, like – No, that's awesome. You know, have you have you thought about, like, have you parlayed your podcast relationship into going, like, with Easy Honey to go open for them in Charleston or, you know, yes. go find, you know, those people who are in these other markets and be like, yo, like, we came through Athens, but, like, these guys are sick. We should definitely have yeah. them open for us or something.
1: I think absolutely, man. Um, I think I've played with probably – six of the bands that have been on the show. One of the great ones was the stews. Uh, I don't know if you, I'm sure you guys are aware of them. You heard of them? Uh-uh. No. Oh, wow. You guys should call them tomorrow and get them on the show. You guys would, would love them. They're, they're Charleston now too. They're very easy, honey. They're on Atlas. Um, they're, they sold out the Windjammer and Amos Southend, And they've only been a band for two years now. They're, they're killer. I'll send you guys their info after this. You'll love them. But, uh, I was able to play with them in Statesboro at a big show after they let us open. Uh, play with asymptomatics, Calico. I made a bunch of really great friends that we ended up playing with. To answer your question, yes, you know what I mean. Like it's very much yeah. been like a, people come to the shows because they've seen the podcast. You know what I mean? It's very cool. It's been very awesome, yes. very great. Yeah, that's it's cool. it's like translated very strongly. It's into like it, it gives the band a different storyline. Even though it's just me doing it, and the, the rest of the band doesn't really have anything to do with the podcast. Uh, it gives the band a storyline. It's not just like oh, here's this band that's trying to make it or whatever. It's like Oh, here's a band and they and this guy podcast too. He interviews musicians, you know. It's kind of giving us like a different storyline that people that's pretty much what people write about when they interview us for like write-ups and stuff. The storyline is usually like band that also podcast. you know. What I mean something like that, which is cool. But He's like a dual a, threat quarterback. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and I, I don't mind it, man. I, I love podcasting. So I appreciate y'all having me today. Uh easy honey is a great example. I was with them in Charlotte. This is I always like to tell a story because it's like a subtle flex, and it's only happened a few times. We're in Charlotte, and we'd only played Charlotte once, so I know we didn't really have any fans up there, but uh, some people were leaving the Easy Honey show, and I was going to talk to them, and I heard one of them go, one of them went, Holy fuck, that's the podcast guy from Athens. I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, word, word, word. That's me. <laughs> that's the that Joe great. Rogan of Athens, right? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I guess, man. I guess. It's been great, dude. Uh you guys know how fun it is interviewing these fans. Uh it really flow. And once you get going, you guys are on what episode 55? 50 this something? is this would be 50, uh, this would be number 51 right here. Yeah, it's like it's like you. That's a lot, by the way. Congratulations. Um, it's like you're collecting them. After a while, it's just like, the more it is, it's just like, oh, we got to hit that one, got to hit that one. It's like collecting infinity stones or something. You, you just want them all, you know. You want to <laughs> get them all, yeah. yeah and uh, their yeah. networks become your networks. You know, um, fans can come see me and they'll walk with me on stage. And be like, yo, you're the guy that podcast with Et Honey or something like that. You know, and it's like turns it into this big universe thing. Like, I I think it's pretty safe to say that. Joe Rogan's podcast sells more tickets to his comedy than his comedy does. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, Uh, Yeah. that's the theory on it. at Least, who's your
2: who's your dream podcast guest? I guess you know who's the who's the one that you're 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 pining after. We we all both of us have one, but you know, like who who are you pining after right now? I think realistically,
1: when you say dream, oh, realistically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Realistically, like somebody like, any, like you know, you know I could yeah, that.
0: we'd love to have the Rolling Stones on, but
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was about me. to say REM. So I'm glad you said realistically. <laughs> that might be realistic though, man. You're I, right I kind of do, man. I, I've got some. I interviewed David Barbie, who's got some connects with them, and I was like, man, I really want to ask, but I don't want to be that guy. Like, I feel like we could get Mike Mills and one of the REM guys on, but realistically, that's a great question, man. I would love to have. Oh wow, that's a good one. Got me stumped a little bit. Actually, you guys tell me yours while I think about it. I'm curious. Uh,
2: well, well, my, well, mine's pretty. Mine's pretty. Uh, pretty middle of the road. But uh, have you ever heard of no. Class Actress? No. Okay, so Class Actress is like this synth pop artist who like was the first one to like open some of our like DMs okay. and yeah. has, has responded to me nice. but every time I ask about the podcast. He just doesn't respond, so leaves oh, me So it just, it just breaks my heart a little bit. But you know, it like, happens. You know, one day, we actually, one day.
0: we actually got one of mine. The Pack yeah. A.D. came on. Oh, really? That's cool. 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 Yeah. cool. Uh, but right now, I'd probably say Caroline Rose
1: is up there. Uh-huh. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be sick. I'm trying to think, I feel like I could think of something good. You guys ever heard of uh, Catfish and the Bottlemen? Yeah, yeah. They just, Great, they man. just broke up. But I would love to have them on. I, I, this is another huge one that probably never happened. But I feel like nobody knows how to interview the Arctic Monkeys. I don't know if you guys have watched any Arctic Monkeys interviews. He's kind of like an awkward guy, the singer. So, like, I watched some of them, and they're pretty cringe. But I'm like, I would love to ask that guy some questions. But uh, I can't think of anybody small locally. Maybe, like, I would love to have Hotel Fiction again because they're – when I had them on, they were just kids. And you, I already said this, but you guys should look them up tomorrow because they're wonderful. Yeah. Um, and they, they, like, when they came on the podcast, they only played a few shows and then now they're, like, they're opening for Susto and, like, a bunch of big bands. Like, they're on the road with Flip Turn. Like, they're selling shit out all over the place. So I would love to have, like, a second one with them, if that makes yeah. sense. That'd you have famous. to
0: get – we'll send you these guys' info. It's the
1: wildest one we've ever
0: had. Really? Travolta. Travolta. Oh <laughs> with two L's, you have with to get this band on. I've never heard of them. I'll have to try it. They have this one song called uh, – Topo Chico. Topo Chico. Topo Chico. Nice. Great song. Great song. But they came dressed with like like Daft Punk mask on. And it, they would be great with you on a podcast. I'm telling
1: well, you. That's, that's the thing. I, you guys actually pull off the uh the Zoom interview really well. I, I've i only done one Zoom interview. And it was because it was uh, Love Tractor. You guys heard of Love Tractor? Like a bigger uh, old school Athens band that like, had platinum records and stuff um that was the only reason i did it zoom was because he's like yeah i'm not coming to your house but i'll do it with you over zoom i was like word that's fair enough fair enough um but i've always thought that the zoom is, is kind of tough like sometimes you don't have a good interviewer like it's like awkward a little bit or a little slow response time stuff but you guys are good at it so congratulations I was, I was impressed when i started listening to Kyle's and everything i was like wow these flow very seamlessly very seamlessly yeah, i've done all of mine in person which is nice
0: we've yet to do one in person um
1: really you guys yeah, would enjoy it. You should try some We started,
0: you know, we started this in the middle of COVID. And so um, we were we got some bands from like California and Seattle and stuff. Sure. And that's how we started. And uh went from there. But granted, I'll get you guys a little uh,
2: I'll go ahead. You guys should try some Athens
1: bands. I think you guys are really there's a there's thirty, forty Athens bands that would be great for this show. Like the, the Athens is deep. The roster is, is nice. You guys would enjoy it, I think. Love that.
2: Love that. You know, we got we we got real deep in Charleston because of uh so like a guy, a childhood friend of mine growing up, um, he's in the band Two Slices. Have you ever heard of them? I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, so it's him and uh it's him and a DJ and now uh, I think they have a couple other people in it, but like he was in a band before that called Octopus Jones, and so like but like I've followed him, you know, every time he came to Atlanta, I would go see him and yeah, um he opened for a band called Crab. Claw, who I then was like, all right, I'm getting Crab Claw on this. Yeah. He's like, Walker is a wild man. You know they for sure. The yeah. Crab Claw is an awesome interview, the guys. Crazy. Uh, he's act. He's really acting a lot right now, actually. But yeah. um,
0: and he's the number one. Yeah, I got. We got. He's the number one. What is it? Yu Gi Oh or something like player? No, it's
2: Magic. 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 Secret Magic. Interesting um but yeah we got deep in charleston because of that connection mm-hmm. and then we just kind of really went in and like it was them babe club and local nomad mm-hmm. easy honey yeah. like zimmerman right wolfgang zimmerman yeah. Right. yeah and then our boy from brave baby um God, what's his name uh God, he's the lead singer of brave baby I, can't, I don't know why he's escaping me right now we got him on um mm-hmm. Yeah, so we just went all we went all in on like one area, and then we we I found uh, like, he was like you know what, Keon, yeah, Keon Masters, yeah. um, and yeah, we're just like, all right, we got this area now. Let's yeah. let's try to you know, obviously we got to get better at home, you know, our home turf here. We had to go up on beyond who's you know, she's freaking blowing up. Yeah, I hear that crazy. Dude, she's unreal. Um, and then you know, but we're we're trying to just keep you know, I think the getting it, keeping it local is, is something that that would be you know, a good focus for us. But also, you know, trying to get those you know reach bands like High Crime and those other ones mm-hmm. like you hear on Sirius XMU, but you don't, you know, yeah, exactly. You only hear no. you hear one song. Like I heard a Medium build song on Sirius XMU, mm-hmm. and then I was like. Let me reach out to this dude, and now he's you know massive, and, and it's funny he's from our backyard. He's from Marietta. Really? Like I didn't, we didn't even know that. <laughs> but that is wild. Um, it's it's
1: weird how Atlanta, at least in my experience, has been like, uh, it's kind of like a uncharted territory for me. Like it's like it's so close to Athens, you know, but like I don't think of them together or on the same page at all. You know, like there's very little Athens, Athens, Atlanta band interaction, in my opinion, at least. Uh, which is interesting, man. We've kind of, like, not played. Do you both live in Atlanta? Yeah. Okay, yeah. We kind of, like, I hate to say have ignored Atlanta, but, like, have struggled to find our place there, if you get what I mean. Because we've done, like, uh, we did Big Sky Buckhead. We did Churchill's, like, the more fraternity kind of uh, bar scene. And we've done Smith's Old Bar downstairs. This is our first time upstairs. We're kind of trying to find our way in. Um, just Maybe it's just, like, a bigger fish, you know. It's been tough to, like figure out where to play we almost had masquerade we we're gonna do masquerade you guys ever go here a lot yeah oh, yeah. oh yeah. We, well, yeah i'm kind of bummed about this when we just lost this one we we're gonna do masquerade in late like early february and they found out that we were doing georgia theater and i didn't think that'd be a conflict of interest because i don't think of athens and atlanta is the same place or i don't have anybody in athens that's going to drive to see me in atlanta if that makes sense and vice versa. But they were like, ah oh, if you're promoting another big show in a hundred mile radius, we probably should." And I was like, "Oh, damn! Really want to play Masquerade." It's two separate companies. It's east. Uh, it's zero mile
2: is is Georgia Theater. That's and probably why. And then it's and then it's uh, a separate company that does Masquerade. I think they do their own or something. I, I think they're right under a lot Are That's
1: they? It, Dude, it was probably they're... more of that. And I don't, I don't want to talk too much. Not trash bush. Like it was like when she found out Georgia Theater, they were like we can either announce this masquerade show right now and you guys not do Georgia theater or you can do Georgia theater. And I was like, uh, Georgia theater. Oh, <laughs> like not even <laughs> close for me. Like all due respect, uh, Georgia theaters, like there's only been three or four Athens bands that have broke in there in the past five years, you know, like that's, that's yeah. our home, you know, so nothing is tough,
0: man. There's just, you know, there's sort of the smaller venues that get filled up yeah. by the cover bands really quickly. Uh-huh. And then sort of the the other smaller venues that are the next step up, like mm-hmm. you know, Masquerade and Terminal West mm-hmm. and Isle 5, uh-huh. they get a lot of bands that are, you know, signed to bigger labels and they're getting filled in really quickly. So I think Atlanta is just super tough to break yeah. into if you're not like from Atlanta.
1: I think so, too, man. I'd say it's been one of the weirder markets me as the booking agent of the band has struggled to get into because, like, I mean, I could put a Smith show together any day downstairs, you know, that's no problem, but, like, Masquerade, I've been emailing them for, you know, a year and a half. Uh, Aisle 5, I could probably make that happen, but I hear, I hear, like, there's not much difference between Aisle 5 and Smith's, right, in terms of 300 to 400 cap shows, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to be like, oh, we sold 100 more tickets at Aisle 5, you know, it's, like, kind of the same... But even sure. the, you know, even the
0: masquerade is tough. Like I've seen, like Soccer Mommy at the masquerade, it yeah. is you know yeah. signed to yeah. a bigger label and has yeah. a you know pretty huge following and stuff like that. So it's you're competing with you know those types of bands too. You know when you're starting out. So gotcha. Um,
2: yeah, it's it interesting. Room too. Say what else? So it depends what room too at the masquerade. Because like if you're you know, you got heaven, hell, and then you know purgatory, purgatory yeah. and like. You know, I've been to shows at Purgatory, but, like, we saw middle kids at Purgatory, like, you uh-huh. know, three or four years ago. They, I mean, they were from Australia, and they they played yeah. Purgatory, you know, so it was obviously a bigger one. Oh, that was in an alpha. No, we, we saw them at Purgatory the year before that, or two years before Ooh. that. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Dude, that's it was a while. It was a hot minute ago, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind yeah, of What's it, the cap you know, on Purgatory, 300? Um... Something I, like honestly, that. honestly, like probably, probably about that. I mean, like, I think it's a little bit bigger than maybe just a little bit bigger than now five, but not by much. I mean, I right across from hell, it's right
0: across it's from crazy. heaven, right across from hell. Yeah, that's probably three hundred.
1: I don't even think it's
0: 300. It's pretty tight now. That yeah.
1: That's why I was really yeah. surprised that it was a conflict of interest with the Georgia theater. I was like. Theater is a nine hundred seater, like premier venue in town, and we're talking about not even, not the big room in Masquerade, but the smallest one. That just didn't didn't add up to me. But we'll get them next yeah. time, man. And we uh-huh. got this great Smith Old Bar show. I'm kind of stoked. I've never done upstairs at Smith. That's a pretty nice spot, dude. So. Have you been there since they redid it? No, I heard the new lights, the new uh, stage, right or something. Dude, it is
2: really? so awesome. Like we, you know, the Easy Honey show was great. So I saw Forty Nine Winchester there. Who's like. <laughs> I'll never see that guy in a venue like that ever again. But like yeah. it was, you know, it's they redid it all during COVID. Um, yeah. Bo and Bo, Juliet, and all those guys. I mean, they did an awesome job redoing that area.
1: Hotel. I mean
2: uh what was it? What's Bo's last name? Do you know? Bo Nolan. He's uh he's the owner of uh Smiths and then Eric's the GM and then Juliet's the uh she does a lot of yeah. music. Juliet, with Yeah, she's
0: yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what you are going um, to conquer, Jameson? What's that? You're about to conquer Pete Peterson's party pack of questions.
1: Let's do
2: Ooh, it, man. <laughs> let's do it. Smooth oh, transition there. I man, can feel it. Up. I oh, can wow. feel it. Pete Peterson's party pack of questions. There's 20 <laughs> questions right in a row. This or that. Here we go. Cake or pie. Cake or pie. Cake. Easy. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset you rather have a night in or a night out? Night out. Would you rather hit a home run or score a touchdown?
1: Touchdown, baby.
2: Okay. You 10 attendees or a wings guy in the vegan version of both of your vegan.
1: I'm going wings for sure. Wings for sure. Okay. Easy
2: choice. All right. Ranch or blue cheese with those wings?
1: I'm going ranch. Might catch some plaque for that. I know blue cheese is the, uh, is the upper tier answer for most uh, connoisseurs, but I'm going to say ranch. Okay. All right. Would you rather be a ninja or a pirate? Great question. I'm going to say pirate. Get to sail on the boat a lot. Nin- ninjas don't get yeah. any good press either. You know. You got a good
2: pirate name anyway. I'm Jackson Tankers. Let's go. Yeah, that, that like would it. work. We oh, can make I that do. happen.
1: Yeah. Toast or bagels? I'm going to say toast, just because I make toast. I feel like bagels are a little harder to uh, make. Okay. All right. Do you believe in aliens? Yes. Bigfoot, no.
2: Love at first sight, no. When you walk into a party, are you more likely to do the robot or the worm? If your jam the robot. comes on,
1: the robot. robot. Yeah, the floor is usually nasty.
2: <laughs> All right, guac or queso? What are you getting for your your app?
1: Ooh, I'm gonna say queso because guac usually costs. Well, are you talking about white queso, like cheese dip? Yeah, either yeah. yeah. queso. I'd say, I'd say queso. We're gonna come back to that. I don't know whether the
2: Queso there are, so we're gonna talk about that in a minute. Cheddar oh, or cheese?
1: Swish. Swiss. Waffles or pancakes? Ah, oh, you're killing me. That's a good one. Waffles, because it holds the syrup better.
2: I know the answer to this next one. But coffee or tea? Tea. You're drinking tea right now. We know. No, Come on, it, makes,
1: it helps me think. Dogs or cats? Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shake it up. I'm gonna go cats. Got cats. ten cats in them. I love cats. Ten underrated. Cats. Oh my yeah. god! I live on a farm, so they're they're outside cats. So oh, okay. like, right. farm, like barn cats, but cats underrated. All right, uh, this is a weird one. Chili or tacos? Two things not even in the same category. I Don't know why I asked that, but <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say tacos. Chili feels like a side to me. Maybe that's just me. I like, like that. Like a side dish. You know I like what I mean? like that. All right. Uh, this is, might be a little bit local, but Moser or Willie's?
2: Which one do you like better? I'll throw in Barbaritos if you want me to. I know they have
1: this in too. I don't eat either much. When we're on the road. We eat Barberitos a lot cause my bass player likes it. So I'd have to say barbaritos. Barberitos. So. All right. You
2: kind of answered this already, but I think, you know, give us some bands that we might not know that we need to check out other than. Hotel Fixing, Jade and Jessica, yeah. Granville, and Underground Springhouse. Yeah,
1: throw us Correct. two more. Uh, throw us two more. Two throw us, more. Give
2: me a couple more. Give me a couple more. Come on.
1: I would oh. say for oh. sure you, sh- you should look up, as soon as you get off this call, look up the Stews. S-T-E-W-S, the Stews. They're good friends of mine. They're absolutely killing it. Selling out venues all over the place, and they've been a band for literally two years. Just they're they're going to be a very big band. I if I was you, I'd hit them up tomorrow. They'll podcast with you guys. Um, I think they're going to be a humongous band. Like they went from selling no tickets to selling things out in literally a year. Like it's it's about to happen. They play with easy honey a lot. I'm surprised you guys haven't heard of them. They're doing spring tour with easy honey. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're from Atlanta. They sold they sold out Smith's Old Bar Roof. They just did the vinyl, the big room in the vinyl, and there was a few thousand they've done the eastern like these these guys are just just some oh, kids. They're, they're like 20 years old each of them they're the nicest guys their songs are exceptional and they're killing it i would say the stews right. for sure and then i would say i'd say the angelics this is a newer band out of athens um they they just put out two songs that are great they're very new on the scene we're playing georgia theater with them in january and they're just they're killing it too they're like indie vibe kind of rock thing going on but like not like your usual rock band they put out a song called Close This Door that is incredible man. guys check them out hell yeah that'd be my two all answers right. I could go on love
2: it. And I, I love it I love it well Jameson you've conquered Pete Peterson's party pack questions Tash let's wrap this bit up good questions everybody it's
0: been a blast on here with Jameson um got a show at Smith's on December, December 30th. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Upstairs, get your tickets. Um. Come rock out. No bad days. you will sing that with them at the end. Yes, um, sir. Jameson, it's been a blast, man. Hopefully we can have you on
1: again, or maybe we'll uh, – We'll scoot on over to Athens and come on to your pod one time. You, you guys are welcome anytime, man. Y'all y'all send me a date, and we will make it happen. I would love to introduce you guys to the people of Athens. Uh, I think I think you guys are needed down there. People want to know more about Atlanta. They want to know about more about Charleston. Uh, I can't cover them all, man. Y'all got to keep on them. I'm, I'm glad to see it. Uh, thanks for having me. I hope to meet you both at Smith's Old Bar. I'm excited, dude. Hell yeah. Life's you guys a good are good at this. Good. Keep it up, man. I, I love to see another podcast. I mean it. And 50 episodes, that's no joke, man. You know how many podcasts make it past five episodes? Not many, you know what I mean? So good for y'all. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. So Anytime. Thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. See y'all later.
2: Later.